Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 164 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. We have an ongoing theme on this program over the last 16 months or so, and that is how are organizations managing the technology, the workforce, and uh, the transformation of paying for a bunch of stuff that they didn't see coming down the pike in January, February of 2020 that happened to them hard in March of 2020, Robert. It occurs to me we've provided an enormous service for anthropologists <laughs> in the future to take a look at how what has transpired in government agencies during the pandemic. Uh, Michael Leahy is Secretary of Information Technology for the state of Maryland. Uh, I am very proud, Mike, to have a a fellow Marylander on FedHeads this week. Thanks for joining the conversation. Um, Where are you right now in the transformation away from the traditional model that we saw pre-pandemic into the pandemic model of doing business and now starting to think about coming out of the pandemic model of doing business and into whatever's next. We don't know what that is yet, Mike. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to, to be here with you. The simple answer is that prior to the pandemic, we spent a lot of time thinking about workflows and about processes that uh, were tied to the tools we had at the time, but I think a lot of organizations didn't have the benefit of having that information at hand when the transition occurred in March of last year. Uh, Quite literally from the time the governor's office decided to think about uh, sending people home and having them locked down and working remotely to the time it happened, was three days, and two of them were a Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) So we had an enormous challenge, and uh, I can't take credit for meeting and addressing that challenge. I am extraordinarily lucky. Uh, The folks on my senior staff are world-class, and I'm going to take it a step further. Although we are in government, Uh, I would put this team up against any startup entrepreneurial group in the world. Uh, They all come from business. They are all former entrepreneurs. And they are all solve the problem rather than complain sorts of people. So we had a huge leg up in that our entire goal was to take what we had learned from looking at work processes and then figure out how to maximize the tools we had and then cut off the uh, time problems associated with acquiring new tools. As as you can imagine, you know, governments had lots of folks with desktop machines and uh, uh, we ran into lots of rules about no one can take a desktop home, so we have to get everybody a laptop. And uh, the supply chain was very limited at the time, so we had to figure out how to deal with that. We also, um, because Maryland has its own network, uh, had to uh, figure out how to 
coordinate 17 different VPN contracts amongst various agencies and uh, make sure that everyone who needed to uh, be available uh, to do actual work uh, had ways to communicate with their teams and their management. And all of that took less than a week, which still amazes me. Um, the second piece of it, as I said, is uh, this is a bureaucracy. And the, the biggest difference in my mind during the pandemic was uh, the rules that got thrown away because we were in an emergent situation. And so, for example, the state had a very long, very tedious remote work policy that uh, required people who worked from home or just remotely for a day to do about two hours of paperwork the day before and the day after. All of that has gone away and we are dealing with uh, new policies, but they are going to be heavily reliant on using uh, VMware tools potentially and robotic process automation to automate a number of the ministerial tasks that people would have to undertake themselves to keep track of what work they're doing. Um, toward that end, I think, you know, far too many people think that people in government um, are lazy. And if the pandemic proved anything, it's that that is not the case. Uh, my folks worked diligently far above and beyond uh, a normal work day uh, with great regularity, uh, some at, at great personal sacrifice and at great risk uh, when we didn't know what uh, the outcome of the pandemic would be before there were vaccines, when there was lots of back and forth about whether you should wear a mask or not wear a mask or whether you should distance six feet or three feet, or those sorts of things. So um, the principal changes uh, that we were able to implement came down to not only have these workflows, but we had a program we had started in February of 2018 called our one-stop portal. And the goal of the one-stop portal was initially to provide a search engine that would allow citizens to look up any government function without knowing which agency was associated with that function. And so we created uh, a website, similar look and feel for all permits, all licenses, all government interactions, so that once a citizen knew how to use it for one agency, they knew how to use it for everybody. And since then, it has expanded not only from state government, but we have a number of county governments participating. And we're talking about uh, having participation from the federal government. Because most citizens, when they think government, they aren't thinking specifically the state or the local or the federal. They're just saying government does this. So we are attempting to find a methodology to make it simple for them to find whatever tools they need very quickly and then interact digitally with those tools. We're trying to get away from folks saying they're digital because they have a way to pull down a PDF on their website. Um, and that has required some change of laws. We, we have laws in Maryland that business has to be done through first-class mail. So we're trying to get that changed. Um, but we're moving many, many applications and many processes online 
which uh, during the pandemic made it far easier for the citizenry to still interact with government without having to physically go to an office or move paper. That's a fantastic story. Um, and it sounds like you've learned a lot. Um, Absolutely. You're, you're also about to get a huge tranche of money from the federal government through the American Rescue Plan. You'll also probably be getting additional resources through whatever infrastructure gets agreed to in the perennial infrastructure week. Um, what, what, what lessons have you learned? Where would you invest the most in, in order to address some of what you've um, observed during the pandemic or what priorities got, got paused during the pandemic? Where are you gonna, where are you gonna put your chips, uh, if you will, in modernizing Maryland? Well, uh, I, I think there are several aspects, you know, worth discussing. Uh, obviously, first and foremost, uh, security issues are ever-changing. And, uh, you know, the bad guys only have to get in once. You have to prevent them from getting in hundreds or thousands of times every day. So we are putting a significant focus on upgrading and updating the security measures we're taking. Uh, the most obvious that I can talk about publicly is we have brought the state uh, SOC in-house. It had been operated historically by uh, one of our trusted vendor partners, but it was a nine to five, five day a week operation. Uh, having brought it in-house, it's now 24 seven. And uh, as I said, I am, uh, a big proponent of using robotic process automation to uh, detect anomalies and uh, find information that it's difficult for people to do, but very easy for large systems to, to find and, and to integrate into your thought process. Uh, the second biggest area in my mind is the uh, continuation of digitization of our processes. And most important to that is, you know, the, the internet as we operate it today uh, was not designed to think about identity. And uh, for our uh, one-stop process ultimately to completely work, we have to build a system that citizens and residents and anyone interacting with the state can have a unique identifier that gives them a personal account to interact with the government because in that account will be everything about their interaction with government and, um, you know, a, a significant amount of personal information. And so uh, this has been a high priority of mine that the uh, state has not put a lot of money into, but we've had some amazing results working with people in private industry and uh, we'll see how far this gets uh, before the end of the Hogan administration. We have about another 19 months, but uh, I think you will see the approach we're taking move forward. And the principal difference with what we're attempting to do with how most folks approach identity is it's my premise that all of the information about a data subject, about an individual, will reside on a device they control. 
So if you want to hack into the database about Maryland citizens, you have to go after 6 million separate points. Mike, there's so, a, a, a lot of successes that you're having, and we're starting to run out of time. I wish we could talk about all of them. Um, one of the things I do want to touch on before we close, you discussed the truncated acquisition process that you were able to leverage as a result of the pandemic. Did you take anything away from that that you think you can apply to the normal acquisition process, whether it's for technology or something else? Are there things that you can do to cut some of that red tape on an ongoing basis while still complying with the spirit of the law um, and and leverage the speed that you need to do some of the things that technology requires today? Well, uh, as I said, uh, with regard to the state's opinion about remote work it has completely reversed and and now they are favorably disposed under proper circumstances to allow people to work remotely with regard to procurement and uh, accessing new tools and just having more agility to address ongoing issues there's a lot of discussion Uh, the state is undergoing a significant change in its procurement processes that started before the pandemic. But um, I I think the folks at the Office of State Procurement have uh, internalized those lessons. And we talk to them quite a bit about using technology to effectively speed up the transmission of information both to potential vendors and and also then to the folks in the state uh, so we can speed up the decision process. Maryland has a rather unique process that we have an entity called the Board of Public Works, which is the governor, the treasurer, and the comptroller. And they have to sign off on every contract the state signs over $200,000. And that process typically takes several months. So... um, we're attempting to find ways with them to speed up that process. And I know, uh, you know, they're trying to balance their desire for transparency and competition with our need for agility. So I think there will be a lot that comes out of what we've learned from the pandemic. Mike, thanks very much for joining us today. Keep up the good work, especially as a constituent. I encourage you to keep up the good work. And uh, thanks for joining us to talk about it today. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.